With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. for another episode of the Pyro Light Podcast. This is episode 13 already. Today is October 9th and we're heading into the midst of week 5. We just listened to a bit of Zombie by Fela Kute, who is a Nigerian-born musician. Uh, He's the godfather of juju music, more commonly known these days as Afrobeat. And I dig him, and I dig the man on the other end of the line, D-Rex. How are you, sir? What's up, buddy? How's uh, how's your Friday going? It's going well. Uh, had a good game last night, and looking forward to uh, Sunday, Monday. Oh, I love it. I also, you know, we'll keep it to football here, but Chicago Cubs rolling tonight. Um, got that thing TiVo'd up, so I'm going to check that baseball game out a little bit later pretty fired up that those guys are in the postseason again all right it's a sports filled weekend hey folks if you want to check out the whole wealth of the pyromaniac podcasts we are on itunes spreaker and stitcher and be a kind soul won't you Give us a subscription and leave us a review. Good karma for you. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at 
Pyromaniac Mo. That's all letters, P-Y-R-O-M-A-N-I-A-C-M-O. And the rest of the Pyromaniac crew is on Twitter, at P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one A-C. And before we get rolling, a quick word from our sponsor. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want. Just pick up your sport and draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Over $1 billion are won at DraftKings.com this year, and you could be the next big winner. Go to DraftKings now and enter the promo code PYRO. That's P-Y-R-O. All new users to DraftKings receive a deposit matching bonus of up to 600 bones, and you get a three a free $3 game voucher. That's on DraftKings.com, promo code PYRO. So last night, man, what did you think of uh, the Thursday Nighter? It was a good game. Great times. I, I really felt like it was, it was going to be um, sort of the game it was. I think Houston is better than... Um, obviously the better with Hoyer in there, I think is, has been proven and they've got some weaponry and it's nice to see that, uh, Jalen strong came out. He's going to be, uh, a huge waiver wire guy for people and nuke as we're kidding uh, a lot on our Facebook yeah. page. Uh, right now nukes on pace for something like 249 or 29 targets yeah. this year. So that guy's a beast. There's nowhere else to go. Even with you just saw how many catches they were and in, in targets they're throwing uh, Arians' way. It's it's they're yeah. gonna be just throwing ringing the ball around and we'll see. I heard some news from a, a little birdie who's got some connections down in Indianapolis that Luck might be out eight weeks. Um, so that is uh, that's brutal and um, I don't know. I haven't heard it anywhere yet, but uh, I'll keep an eye on with this one and if that's the case. Hasselbeck, better, you know, a lot of fantasy teams are, are relying on this Indianapolis Colts uh, squad and the players and the talent that are on the specialty positions there. And Hasselbeck's got to be able to deliver that ball. There's going to be a lot of letdown fantasy owners because that was a power in numbers uh, from our offseason piece that we do on pyromaniac.com. Go and draft guys off the teams that are putting up the best points and the teams that have the best points. And all offseason, there was no question between all of us on the pyro team, yourself included, that luck just was had so much upside because there was just so many guys at his disposal. Uh, maybe if that was going to hurt guys like Hilton, like Gore, like Johnson, who finally showed up last night. But at the end of the day, all that talent wasn't going to hurt Andrew Luck. But now he's out, so we'll see what Hasselback can do. Yeah, and uh, uh, I liked Gore with out luck you know he Gore's had some bad breaks man uh you know a couple fumbles inside the five yard line but uh he finished last night too short of a bonus that would have helped me out but 98 yards and a touchdown uh that was the most carries he's had in a game so far this season he's got three on the year uh Moncrief took a back seat and I'm hoping that was just for the homecoming of Andre Johnson because he certainly put up some uh some numbers last night and, you know, I tweeted last night right before the game that my guy was Mumphrey. Uh, they were missing – the Texans were missing two starters. Uh, Mumphrey had, I think it was seven targets last week. I believe he even ended up with eight last night, or maybe it was six I think he ended up with last night. You know, he did okay. I think he ended up with uh, 
6.4 points in fantasy at $3,000. You know, I'm hoping for times three. So I, he, did, he did okay, but boy, that was some of the worst uh, coverage on a Hail Mary pass I've seen that uh, Strong locked it up, man. There was like five guys behind him, and he just caught that ball. He sold his soul to the devil. We've seen other, yeah. other players do it before, so um, good, good for him. We'll see. Uh, I like Rook. I love wide receivers my position, and I love it when we've got new young talents. This is a guy that was first-round caliber, uh, had some injuries, had some foot issues, um, slipped down drafts, but he's kind of – I would kind of take him hit at like a, a Keenan Allen where he doesn't do anything wonderfully. He's not the, big, not the biggest athletic freak or the fastest guy, but he's a football player. And you've seen what Keenan Allen's been able to do for two and a half of his years, uh, maybe remove one. But I think Jalen's a, a great play and a good pickup, a good draft pick for them. So we'll see. Yeah, especially with uh, shorts out, Washington out. You know, we'll see who uh, steps up there. Mumphrey, uh, Strong, and yeah, Hasselbeck, man. He, did you see him afterward? He was moved to, to tears. He was all choked up after the game. What He ended up with 213 yards and uh, two TDs, you know, led his team for a win the second week in a row. I just, you know, I want to see him spread the ball around. they got so many offensive weapons that he better, 40-year-old quarterback better take care of business down in Indy. Agreed. Hey, folks, let's move on to some Huey Lewis and the news and notes. And we've got a whole herd of news from Buffalo. Did you, did you see what I did there? Oh, heard oh, of news? Hey. Yeah, Impressive. I know. Okay. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he goes through uh, positional drills Thursday, Friday. Um, although the official practice report stated did not practice, uh, not entirely true. He was going through positional drills. He's officially listed as questionable. Uh, this one will likely be a game-time decision. Buffalo plays the Titans in one of the earlier games, so plenty of time to make adjustments to your lineup. Trent Richardson works out for the Bills. And, in a related story, the Bills signed Boom Heron. LaShawn McCoy, he's uh, still listed as doubtful and almost certainly out for week five. And old Carlos, Carlos Williams, did not practice on Friday. He's currently listed as questionable. And continuing with the Huey Lewis in the news and notes, uh, the Colts worked out a mod Bradshaw earlier in the week. Um, they worked him out, I believe it was Tuesday. Uh, they did say that they wanted to get through the Houston game first before they made any decisions. Nothing was going to be made until afterward. Um, Coach Chuck, Chuck P., referred to the running back as, quote, a warrior, one of the toughest guys to be around. He's a tone setter. Now, as a Gore owner myself, I say, damn you, Jim Ursay, damn you straight to hell. But at the same time, if you're ever in Michigan, give me a call and we can party. <laughs> uh, KC handcuff. Have you seen the KC situation, man? Um, Niall Davis, uh, who was thought to be the for sure handcuff to Jamal, he did not get an offensive snap. Um, week four, Chandrick West logged 17 snaps. Um, that is 17 more than Davis last week. Now I heard whispers about uh, cart. Charkendrick West, it's a hard name to pronounce, Charkendrick West. I've heard whispers about him. You know, one big concern with Davis uh, is inability, seeming inability to catch passes out of the backfield. Maybe that's why they're liking West. But, uh, you know, currently I don't think this is a big issue, but something maybe Jamal owners want to, um, to watch over the next coming weeks. 
The Bears, right in your windy city, lost Will Montgomery. He was their center. He's gone to season-ending uh, surgery, IR. As we saw in the San Diego game last week, offensive line makes a huge difference. Uh, so Seattle with Unger being gone makes a huge difference. Last year, uh, Cleveland, when they were without Mac, center's a big deal. And so Montgomery's a bit concerning. Um, especially with their offensive line. Tevin Coleman, a Tevin Coleman update, folks. According to D. Orlando Ledbetter, he said that Roddy White is expecting Tevin Coleman to play on Sunday and split time with Freeman. Now, I've heard from other folks, uh, doctors, in fact, that uh, they don't see why Tevin Coleman would be rushed to play, especially with how um, my man Freeman has been playing. However, he's looming. He's coming around the corner. Um, another beat writer, McClure, said, uh, not relation to Troy McClure, <laughs> but uh, said that he expects Coleman to go on Sunday barring any setbacks. Again, you know, we're not quite sure on this, but it might give Freeman owners a bit of pause. We shall see. Speaking of Roddy White, holy majoli, he gave an, ex an expletive-laced interview, uh, and, you know... Give me the damn ball is essentially what he was saying. And in the NFL, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. What do you think, D? He uh, he going to turn it around for fantasy owners, or are you moving on from Roddy? I'm a big fan of Roddy. I I think you still got to like him. But well, are you put, slotting him in your starting lineup if you're in a, a smaller 8, 10, 12-man league and, and feeling good about it? Probably not, but we've seen him before. Last year, I believe he had a huge resurgence in the last five games of the season. He's a fatty uh, fantasy football guy. He's got his peaks. He's got his, val uh, his valleys. They're trying to figure out what, they're, what the makeup of their team is right now, and for the first time in a while, it, Roddy might not be involved, but they're 4-0. So I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think they give a crap what Roddy White's saying because whatever they're doing is working. But at the same time, I like him as a buy low guy. I like him as a guy that you could stash and find on uh, waiver wire because no one wants him anymore. But we'll see. You know, he's an older guy. I think he's 34 years old. And uh, temper your expectations. But imagine this. Julio goes down or something happens to Hankerson and you're right back in the thick of it. And maybe matchups will depict that he will get his days. And I think you just got to play him at those moments. You got to find out. You got to listen to Dogmatica, Stag Party, and the rest of us in the pyro heavy, as well as you here on the light, and figure out which matchups and which weeks are working for him. Yeah. Uh, if you're just, you know, surfing the box scores, last three games, Roddy, five targets, two catches. Uh, last three games for Hankerson, week two, 11 targets, week three, six targets, week four, eight targets. So it's certainly trending Hankerson's way. Uh, I'm interested to see if the squeaky wheel gets the gets the grease, uh, gets the worm, the early bird gets the grease. Use your any uh, age-old saying that you will, but we're going to see if uh, Matt Ryan tosses it his way. Well, the last time I, uh, I greased up my squeaky worm, uh, I definitely needed a handkerchief. I mean a Hankerson. I like it. I need a Hankerson for some Jurgens lotion. Very good, <laughs> sir. Oh, you remember that old story. That's uh, good. Oh, one. yes. Ab absolutely. Uh, over on Arizona, 
Ellington, and I'm an Ellington and a CJ owner, so I'm paying attention here. He got into full practice this week after suffering his injury. Uh, his status is probable as of today, Friday. Now, remember, this is going to be his first game back. Uh, as we've seen recently, Gurley, Foster, first game back, they're a little gingerly. A uh, little, little slow. It's a progressive build. But, man, Gurley's second game back, Foster's second game back, it was right as rain. Uh, so we'll see about Ellington. Now, keep in mind, B.A. Baracus, that's Bruce Arians, uh, he stated that Chris Johnson, even when Ellington comes back, Chris Johnson's going to get the start and get about 15 to 20 touches uh, coming out of the backfield. So interesting to see. And I kind of think that's really playing to both guys' strengths. I don't think either of them is a workhorse back. Uh, hopefully they play off each other this way and I, we're not losing out as fantasy owners. I think everyone's going to lose out collectively because I do think this is going to be one of those communities. Mm. You, see, you see Dave Johnson, the talent he's got, they're going to keep giving him more touches every week. Ellington, like you said, maybe, and Houdini's been singing this song for ages on our podcast. He's better suited to be, you know, mm -hmm. getting those 12 touches. You, you don't want to be running the guy a bunch because then that takes away from his elusiveness. And he's obviously always getting banged up when you try and make him that player. They they like Chris Johnson, and he's actually looking pretty good the past two, three yeah. weeks. So I think everyone's going to get in the action. In all honesty, I think because B.A., like you said, he doesn't love the uh, rookies all that much, you know, don't go too high and think that Johnson's all of a sudden going to get a ton of touches and looks. But at the same time, I do think Ellington, as opposed to CJ, becomes a little bit more of a gadget guy, more of a get him in space and more of an yeah. offsetting. So right now, I don't like any of them, but you're not – Ellington last year was a second rounder. Ellington this year was fourth or fifth rounder, uh, maybe even a little higher in, in, in larger leagues. He's not that. Those days uh, in this system with that, those other – that crowded backfield – and the fact, again, this is another team that they're winning. It's not like they're sitting like, oh, we got to get Ellington in the mix. We, you know, they lost this week, but uh, they're doing just fine. They're not, they're not like, can't, they're not clamoring for Ellington to get back. Right. And, you know, like you say, running back by committee, I don't mind. Running back by community, when you got three guys, uh, that's tough. Johnson, David Johnson was my uh, two week, too early to pick up call. I believe it was three shows ago now, um, and he's he's great. You can't deny the talent there, but like you said, Bruce Arians is not one to play a rook. And I think moving forward, you know, CJ is going to be your depending on the matchup, you know, uh, running back two, maybe even a flex depending on the, the defense. And with Ellington, you're he's going to have those games where he's going to hit it out of the park. But the problem is, how the hell do you know? <laughs> when those games are going to hit. Yeah. Last thing I'll say on uh, on Johnson is I was at the Bears game. I guess that was week one against the Cardinals. And uh, there was a bunch of smoke show girls wearing brand new, real, legit NFL jerseys, uh, David uh, David Johnson jerseys, 31, right? Um, mm -hmm. Cardinal jerseys, all signed. And that, they, these girls were just all so hot. They probably went to Arizona or wherever he, wherever Johnson went. Where did Johnson go to college again? I'm sorry. To, uh, Don't know David Johnson. It's some weird school. But anyway, he uh, signed everything. You just know that guy was, he, he was balling one of them. Good man. God, I envy the ballers. The footballer isn't any kind of baller. Uh, David Johnson, though, he's got some talent. You know, I just, if he was on another 
team, perhaps we could see it a little bit more. But uh, David Johnson, he's a Northern Iowa Northern gentleman. Iowa. Northern Iowa. Hey, speaking of Johnson, Stevie. Stevie Johnson did not practice on Thursday. And today I caught uh, four for fours. John Paulson reported that Johnson is likely, Stevie Johnson's likely to miss the game this week. Uh, Lynch, as many of you I'm sure know by now, uh, he is out for week five. That's plugging Rawls back into the mix. I still like me some Rawls. He didn't prove it last week, but I, I like him there. Uh, and Washington, Jordan Reed's still gone, and Deshaun is still gone. And most recent news, Joyke Bell has been officially ruled out for week five. Uh, me and the rest of Motown can party because that man Goodness gracious. If you add up all of his yards, he doesn't even get you two first downs yet this year. He's got, I think, 18 yards in the season. Um, tight end Max Williams is out. And last but not least, Martavis Bryant, right? Everybody's waiting for him to come back. He missed practice on Wednesday due to, quote, soreness, which is pretty vague. Uh, but according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, they called his status murky at best and of course the tough thing is i believe they play on monday so we just might not have clarification this weekend when we need to make the the lineup decisions uh that's just a bummer martavis you know we've been waiting for him now personally you and i were talking about this before the show started i would have sat him even with uh acostas furberger just to see how he you know fit back into the system after a couple weeks out certainly with vic I would st advise sitting him just to see how he fits into the system. I feel Flex. well. Just, just the last thing I say, I agree, and that's kind of been the speak around uh, Pyro Podcast is, uh, hey, sit, let's let's let him get his feet under him a little bit. Obviously, that's kind of what banged him up probably this week. He just all of a sudden was really playing at game speed, practicing and whatnot, and probably you know he just banged himself up a little bit. But I kind of had to play him in one league because of buys and other situations. Um, so it's a little bit of a bummer. It's kind of like when you're sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting for something to come and uh, it's all glassed in behind a locked door and you can't really, you can't really unwind your toy. So uh, that's a bummer. Um, but the good news that I'll lay on top of is what I'm hearing uh, from the Steelers side of things is that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be back sooner than you think. And when that happens, uh, everything in fantasy world, I think, Bell's impervious to this regardless, but I think Brown and Bryant are going to be just ridiculous once you get uh, Big Ben, as we've coined. Uh, one of my favorite names I ever came up with was Acostas Burger Burger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like it's, it's a Monday nighter, so I was going to say flex play at best because then you can always get another guy to plug in there. You know, Darius Hayward Bay. Maybe an option if you don't have many option, uh, don't have any many other guys on the waiver wire. Um, maybe some Hayward Bay, um, you know San Diego. You could plug in. They've got a bunch of guys. Stevie Johnson questionable. Jacoby Jones questionable. Um, it's Antonio Gates' first game back. So if you have to flex play, and then maybe you can find a guy off the waivers that you could plug in there. Um, I would probably roll with uh, Hayward Bay. He's available in more than 50% of leagues, uh, so he wouldn't be bad. But, yeah, it's not the news we wanted to hear because, damn, they could be so, so pretty to watch. One of those pretty to watch is me opening a valve, bare day, and throwing a top in my tummy.
I will uh, kick back a chocolate milk as I'm here at my high school. Lovely. Yes. I feel so bad. I'm like cranking beers. I'm like, dude, I feel so bad. I know you can't. You're in, you're in your office right now. Unless, unless in that uh, flask of yours, that little like water bottle dealio, aluminum thing. I don't know. I don't know. Could be some, could be some diet coke and uh, and Jack happening in that thing. A little Irish coffee gets me moving in the morning. Gets me talking to the kids. Yeah, take another ten minutes in the hall. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> That's the kind of teacher I would be for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm bringing back nap time to seniors. Right. right hey, you guys. I've seen the studies. You guys need your sleep. I'm just gonna crawl under my desk for a while. <laughs> Wake me up if the principal comes in. <laughs> Flex appeal. Uh, so these are some guys. Uh, I'm thinking you can probably get and plug them into your lineup. Um, the first guy available 60% of well over 60% of ESPN, CBS, and NFL leagues. Now we know that McCoy is out high and it's highly likely, not for sure, but it's highly likely that Williams might be out, uh, considering the news we've heard today. So they did just sign Boom Heron, as I said earlier, uh, but there's no way he's up to speed. He might get a few carries, but, uh, Dixon, yeah, like I said, he's a guy you can pick up off your waivers, well over 60% um, available in ESPN, CBS, and NFL. Now, am I talking all the time? No, but for this week, they face a Tennessee defense in their last two games. The Titans have given up 72 and a score to Isaiah Crowell, 82 and two touchdowns to Frank Gore in week three. They had a bye last week. Uh, dog has him, Booby Dixon, as a number two running back this week. So he, if you need a flex guy, if you're looking for someone off the waivers, he is probably available. Now, again, you got to pay attention, see what the, uh, reports are come the weekend. Um, but it's looking like Carlos is going to be out. That's great. Uh, this isn't a guy that you're getting off the waiver wire, but, um, dogmatica super high on Woodhead this week for a lot of reasons. Um, so Woodhead is a, is a nice flex play. He started out so, um, you know, first week he was rocking, but it's kind of trending downwards, and it looks like it's been the Melvin Gordon. But I, I trust Dogmatico when all of a sudden there's a guy in his rankings that jumps off the page at you. Uh, I really take notice. Another one of these guys that some people seem to be onto, um, but, but you are listening to Pyromaniac, and a lot of Jamokes are listening to other people that aren't as deep as us. And a, a guy that I love at, at the flex picking off the waiver wires, and Owen Daniels going up against the Oakland Raiders this week, who have just been letting up tight end fantasy gooness uh, just all season. You saw what um, you know Bennett did last week, and other players. Every player has just had a field day against him from the tight end spot. Owen Daniels was a little darling maybe back in July, fell off the radar. I think he's been dumped in most leagues. That's a guy where if you sit in there right now and you need some help with the flex position and you can play a, a tight end there, uh, then he's a great, great play. Yeah, Woodhead, I, I love. They had three uh, starting 
offensive lineman out last week, and that's why I think it kind of rained on Gordon's party. But Woodhead, he's still getting those receiving yards. Uh, I believe he's got either a touchdown or 300 – or I'm sorry, he's got either a touchdown or 100 all-purpose yards in three of the four games thus far. Woodhead seems to be kind of – uh, offensive line proof and they're putting up points they're one of I believe this is off the top of my head but I believe they're one of only a handful of teams that have uh, put in, put up over I want to say 300 points so far um, they're right up there San Diego is a uh, churning it out as far as touchdowns and points and uh, you mentioned the tight end uh, Owen Daniels He is definitely, I've got him, we're going to talk a little bit later for the daily dose. He is one of my guys, you know, I think (laughs) if, uh, if you went somewhere, climbed a mountain, I don't know, and saw someone up on high chiseling into the mountain that thou shalt play your tight ends against the Oakland Raiders, that's Owen Daniels. Uh, the dude, he's got two touchdowns in the last uh, two weeks, one touchdown per week. Um, he's only 2,700 on DraftKings. And, man, Oakland, uh, they give it up to the tight end position. Uh, I've got some stats here. Here's, here's the numbers. Nine receptions, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Five receptions, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Six receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown last week. 11 receptions, 83 yards, one touchdowns. That is what the tight ends have done against Oakland this year. And Owen Daniels, he's got 14 targets in the last three games. As I said, he's crossed the end zone twice. Uh, You just, it's a fantasy, it's becoming a fantasy rule, I think. You start your tight end against the Oakland Raiders. For sure. And one thing I'll mention just to go back to that flex thing. If you're in a league that doesn't allow you to play a tight end at the flex position at this point, um, and you know, the tight end has really been hot this year so far early, and it's been getting bigger and bigger with fantasy points and more relevant than certainly uh, used to be. Just uh, tight ends were basically a dud, you know, for you. Just you, you not no points. Uh, but if you're if you're in a league that's not lit and you're in a flex league that's only doing running back and wide receiver, the time is to change that. Well, it gives a lot of diversity to any league to be able to play a tight end in that slot. Uh, I'm playing in a flex league with uh, my oldest league. I'm playing an Eifert in the flex, and it's been, it's paid off great. So, you know, if you're not in a league that's doing that, talk to your commissioner. Open that up as a rule. Say, hey, next year, why would we not let a flex uh, position allowed um, with one of our tight ends? And it just opens a lot of great stuff. It's a risk. But the way the game's going, tight ends are just uh, – they're, they're soon in about five years we're going to be talking about tight ends being catching more and getting more fantasy points than most running backs like we already are with wide receivers. Yeah, it's uh, it used to be a position that you know did not score many points. That has totally turned around. Um, you know, and then even in the past couple of years, you had a handful that were up at the top, Gronk, uh, a couple other guys, but now, man, you know, Eifert and Ertz, and you've got all these guys, uh, Olsen, that are they're playing big roles in their offense. Bennett's and having another fantastic. huge season. Yeah, I got, I'm going to talk about him later. I'm liking him, the black unicorn. Uh, Clay up in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. uh, there's some great tight end pickups. Jordan, um, and, got hurt. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Willie Sneed, my boy, he's a good guy you can go out and grab. He's still available. I looked at ESPN, 70% of leagues. Um, now, unfortunately, for folks like myself who drafted Cooks, although I did so hesitantly in the Pyro League, and I'm kicking myself now, uh, Breeze, he's got chemistry with this boy. Um, I remember back in camp, they were talking, Breeze was talking him up, but I didn't really know who he was. And sure enough, man, it's translating to the regular season. Last three games, Breeze targeted him 18 times, literally six targets per game, every game. Um, this is going to be a high scoring affair. This game, according to Vegas, the Saints Eagles matchup is tied for the highest over under 49 and a half points. Um, on top of that, the Eagles are missing both inside backers, Kendricks and Alonzo. Uh, they're ruled out, and that's going to have a big impact. That's going to open up things across the middle. So far, Sneed, um, 11 of his targets have come within nine yards of the line. Five of those have been over the middle. That's right where the two backers play that are out. I think it's going to be uh, a, a Sneed game. Willie, he mainly is going to be matched up against Byron Maxwell out of 104 cornerbacks rated by PFF. He comes in at number 96. Can, so can I, I'm kind of liking Sneed. Can I say one thing? It was awesome to yeah. see on uh, Sunday Night Football. They were uh, they were referencing pro uh, football focus, and they're doing exactly what you do on the show a number of times. You're talking about the rankings of a guy. And I, I, it was Chris Collinsworth on Sunday night, and he was saying, on pro football focus, this guy is like, I was like, this guy's cribbing. He's cribbing pyromaniac most stuff. I'm telling you right now that uh, Al Michaels and and good old Chris, uh, I was going to call him Chris Christofferson, uh, Chris Collinsworth <laughs> were sitting there and they were doing the pyromaniac mo on the biggest stage there is. So well done. Hey, baby. All press is good press. And uh, what do they say? That imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So Mr. Collinsworth, if you're listening – you can find me in Michigan if you ever need uh, to back out of one of your night games. I can fill in, my brother. I am there for you. You can. I can tell you one thing. You blink uh, about one for every one of his 300 blinks. Chris Collinsworth, watch him. It's one of those things where if you look in his eyes and how often he blinks when he's got – it is unbelievable. It's almost like it's even – it probably seems like he's blinking more where it's actually – he's closing his eyes. Uh, the last Ooh. thing I want to say about – Sneed is the thing I love about him and guys like him. This is a practice guy. This is a practice squad guy who's been around the league for a while. He's a heart guy. This is a guy that's made his way up through the ranks. He's getting his opportunity. I'm telling you right now, these kind of guys, they stick around. He knows what it's like to be sitting there making that check that Tannehill so or so didn't make fun of uh, about. And he's here. He's got a quarterback that loves to wing it. Coleman didn't make it happen. Nope. You're sitting there and you got Colston's too old. And to be honest, Sneed's doing the stuff that we sh we think or thought Cooks would be doing. Yep. And he passes the eye test. And this guy is someone that Breeze is talking about. We're seeing it happen in front of us. I, I mean, just an awesome, awesome pickup. That system, I think this team's going to get better. We saw that the momentum that they're going to take off of that play um, in the last week to win that game, and more yep. so by who did it, a throw from Breeze to Spiller. And we've been hearing since the minute they signed him that it was a match made in heaven, and it's been a headache since. So I really like the trajectory, if, even of a Cooks. 
I mean, we'll talk about some other guys later. That team is a team for me that has just got started slow. Breeze has been banged up a little bit, still is. But they're all kind of coming together, and the fact is it's a great offense for fantasy points. And Ingram's doing things we would have never imagined. I know. Coming out of the backfield, catching the ball. And one other thing I've got on Sneed, you know, a lot of it, like you said, we, we dog does this all the time, talks about the matchups. And that's why we get, you know, emails and questions. Why is this guy so high? Why is this guy so low? And a lot, it has to do with who they're matched up against, who they're playing majority of the time. And Maxwell, the dude that is likely to be facing Sneed. Uh, I did a little bit of math today, broke out the abacus. Uh, it used a rope and pulley system, and I figured it out. But um, opposing gunslingers, when throwing against Maxwell, they average a QBR of 135. 135. He's been thrown at 25 times and allowed 21 catches for 315 yards in just three games because he was injured. I mean, God, over 100 yards a game. Um, Football Outsiders has a metric. They are. There's only one other team giving up more yards to opposing number threes. Um, that's Snead. I think he's going to have a great game. And, and like you said, you know, did you see after the game last week? Uh, it was Spiller and Breeze, the the two leaders. They were responsible for the win. They stood out there afterward, and both of them said what a momentum shift this is going to be and how this is a huge win for them. And I think they're both the the locker room leaders that can put the team on their back and get this ship turned around. And I like the word you said there, leader. One other thing that Spiller said in that interview is just how much he loves Breeze and and mm-hmm. how much he just loves that guy. And it's just he just knows. It's like, you know, obviously Lux out and it has been a great season for Gore. But it's it, he, to come from where he's been to where he is now, to just see that leader and Breeze and have everyone come under. And don't forget, Spiller, I think, was a 12th overall pick, maybe 10th by the Buffalo Bills, you know, five years ago, four years ago, uh, didn't pan out. This is a guy that has all the talent in the world. Sometimes you don't get drafted by the right team in the right situation. And it just could be, I I think it's fool's gold. I I knew he wasn't going to be on my team because he was going so high. I just couldn't couldn't buy into that program. But from a team aspect and a, a thing that helps Breeze and helps the whole fantasy football you know, these are two cogs in the wheel, and the, 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 the real deal is the fact that you want this kind of momentum, and you want other guys, even if you don't have any fantasy team, to bring that element to the team because it's going to open up stuff for your guys uh, at the right time as well. When it's just a two-trick pony and there's a good quarterback and a, and a good wide receiver or running back, there's not as much flexibility, and you're either in or you're out. Well, and this is the team that's right up Spiller's alley. I mean, since 2012, I believe it's 2012, they were always year in, year out. They're the number one team for tosses to backs coming out of the backfield. 2011, I believe they were number two. Uh, so they that's they use it. Peyton uses that in his system, and he knows how to get some guys in space. Uh, hopefully uh, Caldwell and Lombardi. They could take some notes, my, my Motown boys, but uh, yeah, I'm liking where the team's going. Uh, it's just not the players that we necessarily thought, but Sneed and Spiller could be turning some things around. On the other side there, I believe, well, let's see. No, Dunbar, they, he, uh, I'm sorry, the Cowboys, they're facing a, a big game this week against New England. 
and I like f for some PPR prowess. I'm liking some Beasley, Beasley now that Dunbar is out. I think Beasley is going to fill the Dunbar role. Beasley's average yards per target, 8.3. Dunbar, 9.3. So he's running in the same area of the field. Um, Dunbar was averaging eight targets a game over the first three weeks. Uh, in his last game with Whedon, he got 10 targets. Now that he's gone, there's that vacuum that's created. Uh, I think Beasley is going to be one of the two big recipients from this. He's going to fill that void. So I like him for a, a PPR league in, in general. Absolutely. I like it. Um, stream team. So this is me in, in one of the leagues with my big Ben. Um, I'm doing some streaming and my quarterback that I'm streaming is Jay Cutler. <laughs> so I'm hoping this is the correct call. Cutler. He's owned in less than 20% of ESPN leagues. Uh, he's facing an atrocious KCD that's giving up the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I'm a bit worried uh, that Chicago, they, they lost uh, their center, so that's going to hurt him a little bit, Will Montgomery. Um, now, Kansas City, they do have uh, the rookie Marcus Peters. He, he's pretty good, but they also trot out guys like Jamal Fleming, who uh, PFF only has three corners ranked worse in coverage than Fleming. Um, I think Cutler can take advantage when guys like Fleming are out there and some of the other cornerbacks. He's going to keep it away from Peters, hopefully. You know, even without Alshon, they've got some targets. they got Forte. they got the Black Unicorn. Cutler can sling it. He, he can. I mean, he put up 281 yards and two touchdowns in his first game back last week. KC is favored by nine. I like that. That means that Cutler's going to need to toss it. Now, I can see a 300-yard game, game script here for Cutler. Is it going to happen? I don't know. But depending on who's out there for your waivers, I, I picked him up in a league uh, I didn't get, have top priority on. We don't have fab. Uh, so I'm, I'm rolling Cutler out there this weekend. Well, I like that we're not going to have to move too far from this game. Uh, maybe it has to, you have to be in smaller leagues to make this. You've got the numbers in front of you. I don't know how many people are owned in, uh, in ESPN or some of these other ones, but Alex Smith going against the Bears. I, oh, yeah. I picked him up. Uh, Andrew Luck, he's out. I picked up Alex Smith this week. I'm putting him in there, going against the Bears. Why? I mean, why the hell not? And another guy that I like um, a lot and is, is the guy that's replacing your Big Ben this week. A Monday night saving grace. We've seen what Michael Vick has done on Monday nights, and it is something fierce. And I'm going to tell you right now, Michael Vick is available in most leagues, and he's playing for playing against the, the, the Chargers, who aren't that sweet. And I really like a Vick as a, um, as, as, as a, a streaming quarterback. Yeah. Um, the first one you said, uh, Smith, he's available in just over 50% of ESPN leagues. Um, Vic, he's not even popping up, so he is available in way more than that. Monday night, uh, Monday night, having a yep, quarterback he, on Monday night, and Michael Vick, you see him running for a 40-yarder, I could do it. Could I see him getting uh, Antonio Brown catching the touchdown they dropped last time? I could see it. Could I see? I'm bummed out that Martavis is out. That's probably a, a big boon. If he's gone, that doesn't help as much. But I could just see Vic going there and be like, listen, I got him on the stage and just praying through that and being like paying his 
do's in a lot of ways and just making that shine, kind of like how he did against the Washington Redskins it's about five years ago, almost probably to the date about five years ago, maybe four, when he was an Eagle. And he had that yeah. he had that one of the best games of all time for a quarterback in fantasy football. He, he likes the big stage, and guys are going to have – the defense is going to have to consider the running back one of the best in the league. They're not going to be able to – you know, totally focus on Antonio Brown. Uh, I, I'm with you on the Vic call. It's a gutsy call, but I like it. Like you said, he, he shines on Monday night. Um, and even the, the back to the, the bears KC, uh, if you can't get Cutler and I think Cutler, he's got the high ceiling Smith. He's got the high floor. Um, you know, the bears, they've got some horrific cornerbacks, Kyle Fuller, McManus, um, Macklin, I think he's going to draw Fuller probably, you know, heck Macklin's not a bad call this week, just for the fact that Fuller is probably going to be on him. Uh, only three teams have a higher net expected point total than the chiefs. Um, as always points flow through the quarterback Vegas likes them for scoring, uh, so the fourth highest points for one team, then I like them too. So there's three great viable options for you. Cutler, Smith, Vic. Um, streaming, we already talked about uh, my man, O.D., the tight end. Like I said, Oakland, just, it's it's literally gospel. It has to be written on top of a mountain when you hike up and you talk to some yogi. Who do, what do I do, Master Yogi? Well, you live your life in, in accordance with the laws and you start tight ends against freaking Oakland. You know it. Pretty sure that's that's word for word what the yogi would say. <laughs> um, defense, if you're going to stream D, which a lot of folks are doing, I'm liking the Giants. We've got San Francisco, the pick six machine, Callan Kaepernick. He's going up against some of the best corners in the league. They got uh, Amukamara and DRC. Both are top 20 cover corners. Um, Derek or Dominic Rogers, Cromarty, he's, he's a shutdown corner now. I mean, the last three games, he's only been thrown at twice, allowing one reception in three games. San Fran is just one of four teams with a net expected total of less than 20 points. Plus they're one of those West coast teams flying East. I, I'm a believer in that. And, uh, I like the giants. What do you think? You, uh, you streaming the giants this week? No, I'm not really a streamer in general, to be honest. But uh, I, I, to be honest, the San Francisco 49ers, I think, are the kind of team, and I could be off, they could just be absolutely atrocious. If you listen to the heavy and you, or you're a fan of Pyromaniac enough, you know that the Niners are my team. I think the Niners will win this game. I think they'll surprise. I think that they uh, – I don't like Kaepernick. I don't want to start anyone individually on the team. Hyde, I think, is, is garbage. But I, I think that they find a way to just kind of when they're really down to – they basically have to win this game. I don't mind it. I, I think they could do it, but I'm not a streamer um, for the Niners in this one or obviously uh, the Giants. I like although, – yeah. although I do like a, a Donnell. Yeah. Yeah. Now this week, I like him as a, a tight end. If you're streaming, it, uh, if you need to do something uh, in that situation – not 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 against that one, Janelle. I don't think he's a great player, but I think he's in a good situation in this game. Yeah, I I like uh, Janelle. He he's good. He doesn't have anyone breathing down his neck. Fells. Um, 
I, I like him. He, he can have certainly some chemistry uh, with Manning, and I'm kind of hoping for a big uh, Odell Beckham Jr. game. We shall see. Now, like you say, if Sanford wins it, I think it would be low scoring. I don't think they're going to blow anyone out. A, a re- one of the reasons why I like the Giants uh, D, the cornerbacks are top, and I just think it'll be a low scoring affair. Can I just give you a two cents? And I'm only doing this because I lived in San Francisco for five or six years, and I used to call it San Fran all the time. People from San Francisco hate it, and I try to tell this <laughs> to Dog, but he just doesn't listen to me. They hate it when people say San Fran. So just if you want to keep your San Fran fans, uh, and I just said it, excuse me, um, your San Francisco fans, Mo, and they're growing because you are, uh, you're, you know, you got that, you got that hippified uh, appeal to you. You know, they, they, those West Coasters, those Northern Cali folks, they're brethren of you. There's no question about it. Maybe don't call it San Fran. Well, that right there was a, a bit of a San Francisco treat. That you gave me. I'm trying I to like help, it. Trying to help you out, buddy. I want you on the streets of San Francisco, finding the right meta, whatever, and saying hi, saying just having a good time in Golden Gate. And the best way to have the best time is not to say it that word. All right, San Francisco. I'll be hanging out with all my peeps out there. Uh, me and Al Michaels and Collinsworth, Jim Ursay. We're gonna drive out in a convertible. Uh, straight through the desert all night long, might stop in Vegas, and uh, who knows who we'll pick up, but uh, we will party in San Francisco. I, th- I can see you and Bill Walton. Let's cross over to an NBA reference. I can see oh. you and B- Bill Walton uh, being uh, two, two peas in a pod. We'd hit up a couple of uh, dead cover band shows and, uh, you know, talk the night away until the sun comes up. One thing I will say, I went to that last dead show in the Chicago the Sunday night, and Walton was there, and I was on the floor, and I was close enough to see him. He's so tall. Yeah. How annoying would it be to be behind, be behind him? Bill Walton <laughs> at the first dead yeah. show? You're like, dude, don't you got backstage or something? You're literally like, let's just put – it's general mission, but hold on. There's one obstructed view. It's Bill Walton. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man, I tried to get tickets. That was a hot, hot ticket this year. We had uh, four computers going. We were, you know, tying little notes to to birds and sending them off, and nothing, man, nothing. Couldn't get anything. So uh, kudos to you. Man, I wish I was there. Uh, Hey, let's move on to two week, too early, two pick up. That's uh, two cubed, I believe. Two squared, two cubed. So I'm going to say... Brandon LaFell. Now, this is the two-week too early. Now, he comes back week seven, right? So we're entering week five, so you got some time. But remember, LaFell, last year, he finished 953 yards, seven touchdowns, targeted 119 times last year. He's going to be plugging back in to a system that is currently number one in passing yards per game. They're putting up nearly 360 yards a game. San Diego, this is where I was thinking of the San Diego. San Diego is the next highest with just 309 yards per game. So they're almost 50 points. They are 50 points above that average. New England is the fourth uh, NFL team for touchdowns, and they are ranked fourth in total points. If you've got the room... Stash Brandon LaFell. You may not have to pick him up yet this week, but I think maybe next week, you know, you can stash him for free now before you got to spend money on the fab. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, 
One, I'll just throw one out there that's really ahead of the game. Um, but just you never know what people are dropping, especially with short in short bench leagues. Des Bryant is coming back earlier than they thought. He could be there week eight. Uh, I don't. I hope not. I hope he listens to good old uh, Julio Jones and says, you know, get healed, make this happen. Um, but. If he somehow, lo and behold, is on the waiver wire, which I doubt, take him. But a guy that is on a lot of waiver wires right now and, and able to go grab, who's, again, he's week 11. But if you've got a deep bench and you can store someone, I did it in one league this week, Tony Romo. Tony Romo is going to be back this year. Once he broke his collarbone, a lot of people dropped him. or like, he's done for the year. Tony Romo's got a nice little rig down the stretch. I've got a bench where we got 24 players total, and Romo's sitting there. I grabbed him. I'll sit on him for a little bit. If things aren't looking good and he's going to be coming back more like week 14, I'll I'll dump him. But if things are looking better and they're saying, wow, Romo is going to come back week 11, but they're actually still in contention and we're going to push that thing up to 9 or 10, that's value right there. Look at those kind of injury guys that are banged up, nicked up with serious injuries or whatever. And those are the guys right now. Oh, he's not coming back for five weeks. Well, if I wait for four weeks, everyone's going to know he's coming back in a week. But if you've got that space, think about it ahead of time and say, wow, this is a guy right now that I'm going to take. I picked up Christine Michael in two leagues last week. I might drop him in three or four weeks. But right now, I'm just going to hold him around. To see that one game where if he all of a sudden starts getting play with Dunbar out, or there's games and situations where they just want to run it and they don't want to try and be this this passing and and what have you team, or some situation happens, we'll see what happens. So I like a Romo, and also just again, Dez probably wasn't dropped, but if he was, or if there's a guy like that that had a serious injury that has the possibility of coming back and you have that space, why not? Well, that's the thing. Check the waivers. Some people don't. You know, you, you may be set at quarterback or whatever. And you don't need. Check the waivers. You would be amazed at who gets dropped. Last week, my pick here was Antonio Gates. He comes back. And I didn't think he'd, he was available in 50% of some leagues. I couldn't believe I wasn't even going to bring him up. And I saw his availability, and it was crazy. I totally agree. I, I think I'm in a league where I actually really don't like this league that, that very much because it's just – about 30 waiver wire moves a week. It's a super short bench, and it's what have you done yeah. for me lately? And people are just going nuts. And you just, it's literally like each team does like four or five pickups a week. Uh, and what I do every week from CVS, they send the email on what's the, uh, here's an update on the pickups and drops. I'm not looking at who people picked up because I didn't grab them right. or I lost them. I'm looking at who people dropped. Who mm-hmm. was just dropped? Someone else's fool's gold. A guy that still, I think, is in that category uh, right now is, is an Aguilar. I know that maybe I'm just going to I'm gonna go down with the friggin' Titanic and be like, you know what? I just, this thing's going to come back, pop back up, and I didn't jump on one of those, you know, little tugboats. Uh, but I don't know. I still kind of think that this offense, over time, Considering that Sam Bradford got no preseason, Sam Bradford's new to the system, new to the team. I just kind of feel like they were going to have a bad first part. Maybe I didn't think that at the beginning of the season, but I know it now. I think they're going to turn it all around. Aguilar, the guy is a guy that you can go pick up. A lot of people have dropped him. So I think that that's a huge thing where you look at other people's 
what is it? Other people's garbage is another person's treasure. Um, and that's waiver wire for sure. Yeah, you and I talked last week. You were going to be on the show. I ran the solo, but we were going to talk about Aguilar then. I mentioned him as too weak, too early to pick up. Uh, and she had he had his ups and downs, yeah. but he had some, he had a great grab, that one-handed. It was uh, ODB-esque. He was looking good. Uh, and he's he's gone up against big-time, big-time cornerbacks. He has not had a great matchup yet. They're using him. He's on a lot of the snaps. He's not losing snap count. He, I agree. He's a great buy low. Use him now. Um, he's he's a easily on many a waiver. Um, and another one, Christine Munkley, you brought him up. I brought him up two weeks ago. Staggs thought it was a bit early, but I'm telling you, not only is Collinsworth listening, Jerry Jones, because as soon as I brought him up, boom, takes him off. The practice squad moves him in. I bring him up again next week. Jerry says, all right, then, Mo. And Jerry... Oh, he gets him. Yeah, he didn't do much with the carry, but he played him last week with Dunbar down and Randall, who I said to sell high on last week because he's just not good. They're going to need something. And Michael could be that in-between-the-tackles guy that they need. Uh, I think I honestly think Jerry Jones is listening to the podcast. <laughs> I really do. Shoot, we got to get that boy. Uh, Pyromaniac Mo said it is. He's going to be dripping with goo like a pig wrapped in chocolate. <laughs> well, Jerry, you are right. You are right, sir. Uh, but, you know, another guy that I've been seeing since we're talking about, uh, I wasn't even going to bring this up, since we were talking about Dallas, I've seen it in association with Dallas. People are talking Pierre Thomas. Yeah. Sign for the sign for the vet minimum or whatever. Uh, they're in need down there. He could be certainly. I'm not going to pick him up right now, but if I start seeing some talk that he they're bringing him in, I might grab him if I've got room and they are indeed uh, bringing him in. So well, there's some great guys: LaFell, Michael, uh, maybe Pierre. Here's a couple things that I'll say. One, you mentioned him earlier in the show. Ahmad Bradshaw. If you got the depth. Yeah. There's no reason not to be going out right now. Right now. Yeah. You're listening to this? Go grab it right now. Go to your league. Pick him up. If nothing happens and he doesn't get signed, so be it. Uh, Stags was saying the exact opposite on the heavy earlier in the week. Hey, I want to see him be signed before I do that. Okay. When he's signed, then everyone knows he's signed. Right. They go and right. do it. So if I'm listening to this show right now, then you've got that kind of bench or you've got Gore or you've got some situation at running back that you need some help. We've seen it. He knows that system. It's not like he's all of a sudden going to some new situation. Ahmad Bradshaw was a beast in probably a moment in time in each of the last three or four seasons. I think there was one year, maybe two years ago that he was out for a lot of it with injuries, but when he was on the Giants and he was in there playing, I had him from a pickup that year. Uh, literally, what was that? That was probably 2010. 2010, five years ago. He was one of the best fantasy football running backs for a finite moment in time that season. He's a stud. He's a warrior, like all those little things you said there. Another thing to think about when you're looking on the waiver wire that I really like to do is the fact, and where you can find some gems, is people go – and hit uh, projections, and people also hit how many points to season. That can be misleading with guys that are injured. Like Des Bryant, what do, if, you, if you look for a wide receiver and you're just looking uh, for the top 
50 guys or whatever at the wide receiver position based on points to see so far this season, Dez isn't going to show up there. Right. So one thing yeah. to do is don't stick on page one. Don't go by your league's uh, metrics on who the best guys go through at each position when you're trying to make pickups all the way through. Go to page six because there might be a guy that pops out that's a stud but got injured and has no points in the season or like Dez was injured in the very beginning of the game and literally, I don't know how many, zero, two catches for, you know, some shitty yards. He didn't do anything. And make sure you do that because a lot of people, you'll miss some guys. And on the waiver wire, be smart. You know, you got it. You're going out. You're trying to find a, a, a it's like b- buying a house. You're trying to find a house that you can get uh, for cheap and, and bring it into your bean and build it up and uh, either sell it or let you let, let it bring you home. And you got to really dig deep. You got to find that needle in the haystack. So be smart about how you use the waiver wire when you're on your site trying to find your guys. Yeah, most systems you can look and most people just go by the automatic setting. How many points a year to date? Go look. I bet you can pull up uh, 2014 points who are free agents available. Look that way. Or just bring up teams. Who's available on Atlanta, Arizona? Go alphabetical. See who's available. Look at it in a different way. I'm always telling my students to look at things in a new way. Look at your waiver wire boys in a new way. Now, here's one I talked about earlier. I just wasn't sure about this fella. But uh, stock market plays of the week. My sell high. Last week, I think I was on. I had a pretty good last week. Not to just toot my own horn, but uh, I said sell high on Joseph Randall. One of my waiver wire plays last week was Alan Hearns. I think that was a heck of a call if I do say so myself. Uh, But a stock market sell high guy, maybe we're talking Freeman. Not because... Uh, something like Randall, where, you know, he had that big three-run game and his next 11 netted him one yard. Last week doesn't do much. You know, Randall's pedestrian. Freeman, you know, I didn't like him last year. He didn't look good. Maybe he suffered from a, a freshman slump, whatever. He He looks good. Fact is, though, Coleman's coming back. He's looming. Now, this is the boy that the, the, the new regime drafted. Not that Coleman's going to completely take over, but he's going to take some carries away. Also, he's facing Washington this week, or the Atlanta's facing Washington. They are the toughest, stingiest D. Um, later, they've got a stingiest D against running backs. Later, they've got some uh, heavy hitters coming up, Titans, New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is currently in the top 12 for fewest fantasy points allowed to running backs. They've got... Uh, Carolina twice in the fantasy playoffs. Um, so, again, C- Coleman's coming. They got a rough schedule on the horizon, and it's not that Freeman's bad. It's that this is the peak selling time. He's not going to get any more value. And you never know. Float some offers. You never know what people are going to give up because everybody is so has a, a one-week mindset. They can remember about one week ago, and that's it. If a guy didn't do something for him last week – they want off him, and we've got two weeks of Freeman looking badass. So I might float some offers. This is a sell-high golden opportunity. And if you're thinking that that he's going to keep this up for the remainder of the season, what he's doing right now, both in yardage and touch and volume and obviously touchdowns. He's got three touchdowns each of the last two weeks. 
then yeah. you are higher than me at 420 on probably any given day throughout 365. And I'm gonna party on Wayne. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not gonna happen. And I'll tell you to ask any let's say Carlos Hyde owner from week one. I can't tell right. you in, in drafting your league boards or email threads like, oh, my God, I've done it again. I always find the gem. And I, I remember responding back like, dude, if you think this game's happening again, it's only happened because he was in garbage time and they were way up. If you think the 49ers are going to be way up on teams, good luck with that. And I'll tell you right now, if you're the Freeman guy in four weeks, Three weeks, two weeks, maybe even next, not next week, but it could happen where you're sitting there like, uh, it's committee. Why, why would I have thought he could have done so well in the future? So not saying to sell him because that could bite you in the, in the buns. He could be on to something special. It looks great. He's got, what, seven touchdowns in the season. The guy looks dope, but this is sell high <laughs> as the segment, and mm-hmm. he fits the bill. Yeah, it, it doesn't hurt you to float an offer. Just see what people are willing to do because this is, I have to believe this is his peak selling value right now. Not to say he's not a bad player, not to say he's going to, he's going to fall, but this is your golden opportunity and he's got some tough matchups coming and he's got uh, Coleman coming too. Be smart. I knew that I should have uh, sold match, uh, match Jones. Uh, and when he had that huge game, I knew that he wasn't going to bottle that up again. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Mariota on those first two games. Um, you just got to know, you got to be smart. And sometimes, uh, I don't know, it's that annoying uh, song uh, in Geico commercial, for that matter, by Kenny Loggins. No one to hold them, no one to fold them. Uh, and the fact is, when you're holding on to every guy after he has a bit great game and you're thinking that you're at the top of the mountain, you get knocked down. Bell Verde. Yeah, and for Kenny Rod, know when to run, I'll tell you, when you're being chased. Otherwise, to hell with that crap, man. No way am I running. Jogging, jogging, whatever the kids call it, I'm not into it. I'll tell you one thing. But, it looks like Kenny Rogers ran to the, uh, ran to the plastic surgeon, surgeon about three or four years ago. Because in that commercial, it's like, whoa, what's up, nip and tuck? He is a silver-haired fox. Uh, and, and, you know, to, to give you a... a a break on uh, the Matt Jones. I've got him in, uh, I think it's the pyro league. Um, we didn't see, I mean, we knew that certainly Alfred Morris was there, but I don't think when he had, when Matt Jones had his big game, we didn't see Chris Thompson coming. You know, that wasn't, I, I didn't see that. I don't, I don't remember anybody talking about Chris Thompson. Now all of a sudden, boom, we're in a running back by community. As I like to say, I can handle a committee. And that's why I was still liking Matt Jones a lot. Alf is getting up there, but we didn't see uh, Chris Thompson come. Now with uh, Atlanta, Freeman, you know, they've got Coleman coming. Taron Ward, I don't think he's going to do anything. So Freeman, again, he's a good player, but this is your opportunity. Um, What about going the other way, though? You got any buy low fellows? We talked a bit about Aggie. Anyone else? Are you liking? I answered some questions about uh, Megatron. You know, I think a great piece that we actually put up on Pyromaniac.com today that really is all, it's it's as far as you need to go for for this. Houdini's bitch slap. Every year um, throughout each four games, every quarter of the season, Houdini throws out his bitch slap piece. And basically it's just a who's who of 
guys, big names, medium names, but drafted players that are letting down their owners. So if I was to say, hey, where's a buy low guy? Go to Bitch Lap. Check it out. Um, quarterbacks. Luck, Manning, Breeze, Bradford. I'm not going to. Running backs. We got McCoys in there. You got Lynch in there. Anderson, Morris, obviously. I won't bastardize his piece and just throw everyone out. But go check it out. Not only is it really funny and informative, um, throughout the season he, he he does this and he'll do it after eight games he'll do it after 12 and after the season and if you're looking for buy low candidates and, and names that are big and then be honest you got to trade good to be to get a big name guy people do especially going it's, it's not even week five yet people know they drafted calvin johnson in the early second round and they're not just all of a sudden going to give them up for some Johnny come lately or a package of mediocres. They're, people aren't stupid, and they know the value of a top-tier guy. Um, so make a good trade, but check out that, um, that uh, bitch lap piece, and it's a, it's a who's who of buy-low candidates. Moving into our tips of the week, my first one kind of goes right along that, those lines with uh, using the pyro site. Um, we don't talk about it enough, but there is some fantastic free stuff for you. Houdini's Bitch Slap, which I kind of, I love the graphic on there. I just wish it was the Jerry Garcia palm, love it. you know, without the middle finger. That would have been good. Dude, you just uh, gave me a great idea, to be honest. The easiest, I, 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 it takes me a long time to do these things. The version two will be Jerry's, Jerry's uh, next to the pinky finger will be missing the top nub. Kind of like, yeah. maybe I'll use, I'll use Ronnie Locke's finger. There you go. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> or can you get uh, JPP, oh. Jean-Pierre Paul, to uh, photocopy what his hand looks like? <laughs> I don't want to scare our users away. <laughs> Holy Christ. So my tip is not only the Houdini Great Bitch Slap piece, but, man, hot off the presses, Houdini's pickups. There are so many sites. I mean, waiver wires for, for – I'm in a league that does it Wednesday, uh, which – or I'm sorry, Wednesday night, early Thursday, which is great. But most leagues, I think it hits super early, uh, Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, something like that. And, geez – we, we just wrapped up the Monday night game. You need a little time to decompress. You got to get in your week going. And so sometimes people don't have their stuff up there soon enough. So you know who to pick up. Houdini's, man, what time does he get it to you? To be honest, last year he got in a groove where he was getting it to me by halftime of the Sunday night game. So I'm watching at home. Sometimes I'm watching with him, um, but watching at home and he gave it to me at halftime. So the thing was basically up. Get the graphic, know who it is, populate it, format it. The thing was up middle of the third quarter. Houdini's just getting nutty on us. He's he's just he's trying to make a point that he's a, a bit real badass. Something we already know, but he's just trying to to stamp it and rub it in our faces. And the only people that benefit are all of his partners, me, you, and the rest of the brethren here at Pyro. But it's all of our fans and all of our users and all of our members and whatnot because the fact that he went, he was tailgating before the Raiders game. Houdini likes to throw some back. Houdini, you know, he's not, if he's in a partying situation, he's not like, oh, I got to write pickups piece later. He's more like, maybe I'll slow down a little bit, but it looks like I'm going to have to stop drinking maybe between five and six or something. But this week he's there partying, goes to the game, and he got it to me literally 
basically the fourth quarter. I was watching the touchdown sequence uh, on Red Zone Channel, and I see coming in across Basecamp, which is our project management software. We'll give you a shout-out, 37 Signals, Chicago company. I've got some friends that work there. Cool stuff, but that's the site we use for our, our, our project management. I get an email. It's Basecamp, Houdini's Pickups. It literally – it wasn't even they hadn't even started the um Rodney Harrison Dan Patrick uh pregame on Monday night or the Sunday night stuff. So that's amazing that he can do and that. It was, I, it was like literally twenty five guys deep. I think we've only added go check out our pickup piece now because still some of those guys really could be available. It doesn't mean it automatically got fabbed or it automatically got waiver wired. So check that out. There's still a lot of options there. And Houdini does a great job. He does guys that are, you know, real deep league guys. And he does the guys that are, but it's just, it's insane. He's, his talents, and we'll, we'll get off his knob here in a second, but Houdini is the fastest writer because he's just knows this stuff so much. And when he's writing, other people are thinking about what they're writing. They're trying to be something. Um, and it's very hard. You know, you know it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that group. And there's a there's a truth to the word writer's block. Houdini, no such thing. He is literally, I don't know, he's like Schmeagel and Gollum or something. I think he just puts a mirror out in front of him uh, and he just starts typing in and just he just flows. And one thing I will say, and this is another little promo for Dragon, sometimes Houdini wears the the headset and he does auto diction. So he'll literally Ooh. start talking into the diction and it type stuff up for him right now you're like whoa i might have to buy some of this technology so he'll literally just be like well da, 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 and he'll throw out a bunch of stuff and he'll have these sentences and these constructed moments and bullet points that he's just spoken into the microphone that have turned into text and then he'll formulate sentences from there houdini you're a beast i gave i gave some of your secrets away but uh it doesn't matter no one can do it like you Dragon, there is a sponsorship opportunity. Give us a call. Uh, but damn, after tailgating, I mean, I went to the the Irish game, the Notre Dame game a few weeks ago, and the next day, you know, I'm passed out in the living room floor, my butt cheeks hanging out, my kids are poking me with a stick. What's wrong with daddy? Go, go Irish. That's all I could muster, and went back to bed. So God bless him. God bless him. Um, my second tip of the week after. Houdini ain't messing around and go check out the pickups piece and uh, the bitch slap. My second tip of the week is essentially don't be overreactionary. Uh, you got to remember this is a marathon. It is not a sprint to get through this thing. Uh, I've seen and answered so many questions. Um, people are going to the waiver wire every week. And you don't need to do that. I mean, if you're streaming, I'm streaming quarterback. I I got a league. I, I stream uh, defenses, that's fine. You might have to go do that every week. But really with quarterback, the goal is not to stream every week. Uh, one league, you know, I was uh, the Pyro League. I think I was the last one to take a quarterback, and I got Palmer. Boom, I'm fine. People picked up Palmer in some leagues. They were streaming. News for you. You're done streaming. Uh, you pick up Carr or Tyrod Taylor off the stream you're done streaming. That's the goal of the stream, right? You you don't want to do it all the time. If you have to, okay. But Andy even Dalton, beyond... Andy Dalton, you're done. Yeah. You got your guy. Right. You're not dropping him and playing matchup the, the next week. Now, is he going to keep it up? Who knows? But um, I, I, I love that call. You're right. That's the dream. That's what you're trying to do. Trying to stream until you get the guy that makes it so you don't got to stream anymore. 
yeah, then get out of the river and kick back on the on the shore. You know, smoke a Cuban. You're good. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I've got, I, and even go ahead. Not just not just quarterbacks, but I've had people asking me. Uh, I had honest to goodness, should I trade Megatron for Gary Barnage? Can I go? Can I go one thing because it's on the point of what you were just talking about? Yeah. Here, um, leagues that you're in, and I mentioned a league that I don't really enjoy all that much. It's always picking up, picking up. It's just it's like, what have you done for us lately? It's just not fun. Um. I would suggest, and I, I guess I'm, this is my second kind of uh, league advice for commissioners and people that are in leagues that want to make their league as best possible. Put a limit. Cap pickups. Make my oldest league, we can only do 10 pickups a season. That makes every pickup so much more valuable. It's, it's kind of a, it's, it's another way to do that fab. You run out of your pickups, and all of a sudden – your kicker or both your two players go down that week and you can't pick someone up. Oh, now you got to trade someone. You can trade to get a pickup. There's a lot of different dynamics that happen when you put a value on a pickup and it makes the league more fun. When you can just yeah. sit there and dump five guys and pick up new five guys, as we were talking about earlier, not fun. What what's what what is the strategy in that? Play a game of Stratego and then tell me that uh the league that I want to be in, um, Stratego or Risk, the board game, and then go and do your fantasy league where you can go pick up and dump as many guys as you want. Lame. Yeah, and even with the fab, because like you say, it does take care of some of that, but I've seen some leagues the fab is in effect until the waiver wire. So you got to make your bids. Wednesday rolls around and then whoever had the highest bid on a guy gets them. And then from like Wednesday to start of the games, it's a free for all. Well, that shouldn't be, you should have a minimum like for any guy you pick up is whatever, five bucks or one buck, depending on, you know, what it is, maybe 5% or 1% have something. So it's not just a free for all and you get to load all these guys on there. That makes you more, like you say, more strategic. You have X amount of dollars and if you just overload and overuse a waiver wire, you're going to run out of dollars. And that's going to sort of be the, I don't know, the carrot or the stick, something to get you not to run continuously to the waivers just because the guy had one bad week. Another thing it also does, and there's, it's not collusionary, but there's, there's certain guys when you can make a ton of pickups that, you know, we'll just go grab three quarterbacks because they know that you need a quarterback that week. And they've got some crappy players that they're willing to relinquish and probably be able to pick up again. And they can just stack the box against you and go in and be like, oh, this guy needs a quarterback. It's third. Last week I picked up Hasselback on a Saturday. Um, but in certain leagues where uh, there will be a guy where you're playing that dude and all of a sudden he'll pick up the three quarterback, he'll pick up Hasselback, right. he'll pick up uh, Alex Smith, he'll pick up uh, Vic. And there's just to do it and he'll be dumped next week. But you, he knows his opponent. That's good strategy in that way. But it's just yep. not for, for the player that does that, uh, not going to hate on that. If the rules are there, use them to your benefit. But it, it just sometimes it just makes it uninteresting and, I don't know, petty. Yeah, and that's why you need the fab. And I talked last week, my tip was price enforcement. Um, I got them. I'm not even sure which league anymore. It's hard to keep all those balls in the air, but I had Carson Palmer. Uh, I saw there was, the quarterbacks went down. I saw a car was there. I put up, I think it was a 10% bid. And I honestly thought a car would go for 
You know, I put up a, maybe it was a 15% bid just to price enforce, just so some schmuck didn't bid a buck and get them if everybody was sleeping. And you know what? I got them. That's fine. I got a heck of a deal. I got, it was less than 15%. I got a heck of a deal on car. I got a trading chip. I've got um, useful information or I've got useful tools for me later on down the line. And heck, maybe Palmer does go down. Uh, maybe I need to make some sort of trade or acquisition later. I've got a blue chip quarterback that I can do, do it with. Price enforcement. Something yeah. just a personal story. Last week, New Luck was out on, on, thir on uh, not Thursday, but New he's out in that game. Um, we had Dalton available and a car available. I had Tannehill. Tannehill in that whole situation was abysmal, but he, what, he did have a lot of attempts. I like the how many passing attempts Tannehill uh, had up until that game um, in London. Stayed away from the car and the Dalton situation. Now hearing this news about Luck, I, it, it was I don't know what I was thinking. Um, made a made a mistake because I I love both those guys. I really love Carr, and for some reason I just had kind of a brain fart and, and, and stuck away. And I, I hope that doesn't bite me in the buns. Um, my team's beastly otherwise. This, so this week I picked up Romo in that league, and I, I'm kind of streaming at this point. I dropped Hasselback for a Smith. But bummer. I wish I had a car, or I definitely wish I had a Dalton because he seems kind of uh, – he seems like he's a buzzsaw this year, and that team's top four in the league right now. In my yeah. On both, yeah. On both sides of the ball, there's few teams that match the talent – the understanding of what they need to be doing, the um, the regard to meet good talent and outdo them, and it's all the things that we didn't think uh, Marvin was able to achieve as a head coach are, are kind of coming together, and it, it, maybe it just takes a long time. Yeah, uh, you know, they surprised a lot of people, I think, this year. Um, I, you know, I heard on some other podcasts, they're talking about the Dalton rule and the Dalton effect and boy, I don't know uh, if it does take a long time or, or what, but it's, it's come together and yeah, he was a great stream to pick up. And once you got him, boom, you, you're out of the stream and keep your eyes on those waivers because you never know who you're going to be able to pick up price enforcement, but you're always going to be able to have someone to trade later. Someone's always looking for a quarterback or a, a high quality guy. Pick them up if they're there, if you have the bench room, but don't go to the waivers just to go, just because everyone's talking about it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I've had people talk about Megatron, getting rid of Megatron for Gary Barnage. Literally had this question oh just because, what, because Barnage had two good games? One of them was against Oakland, which we've already talked about. I mean, we're talking Megatron versus Barnage. I had one kid ask me, uh, drop Moncrief, because he's had, what, literally one bad game i mean come on people you've got to think long term it's a marathon not a sprint we talk up these waiver guys but only if you need them you don't have to go to them just because we're always you know talking about them your chances are what you have is better don't overmanage your team great point now before we jump into the final uh segment here of the daily dose we've had some folks talk about it uh, the pyro pro league uh, so, folks, if you don't know, if you are a Pyro Pro member, uh, you can play the 
pros such as us. Uh, we've got a few teams up there. Uh, I'm in a division, uh, the West. I've got uh, Pyro Stashes there, and then myself, and Pyro OC. And in that division, we're looking pretty good. we got three of us, our three and one. So I'm three and one, Pyro Stash is three and one, and then Jimmy RZ is also three and one. Coming in at two and two, Robert Marino. And one and three, Anna Marcus got her first win, I believe. Hey. And yeah, yeah, it's good. And uh, Pyro OC, I handed him uh, a loss last week, and he is, and it was a close one too. He is now one and three. Well, it came down to uh, just a handful of points in the Monday nighter. It was a close one. And before I turn it over to your division, which does have Duncan Wolf, I'm just saying. If Greg Olson wouldn't have been called for an offensive penalty and gotten that touchdown, I want to say it was week one or week two, I'd be undefeated, Duncan. Not that I'm holding grudges, but I'm taking that one to my grave, man. <laughs> well, well, one thing you left out, you're like, I'm in the West Division. You're in the Dylan Harper West Division. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what you're going to be. You're going to be editing this podcast after we're done. I'm going to eat some food. And then I'm going to come back up and hit red tube and I'm going to do some studying on the Dylan Harper division. Uh, mine is the Madison Ivy East and OC. You're a pervert. You got problems. That's why I like you. Um, but basically right now, obviously we know Dan, the man uh, is one Valverde with extra goo is sitting pretty good. I knew on draft day, that guy took every pick that, that I was pining for the next. I mean, it was, uncanny he was inside it was one of the hardest drafts i've been in it was it, it's true we've talked about you talked about on this show and we've talked about it on the heavy these guys are using our draft kit these guys <laughs> listen to the podcast and are as hardcore these are the people that submitted the best videos and uh signage and creative things to join the league uh i'm telling you i've said it before i had eight guys every pick to come back with eight picks to go and or nine picks to go and i'm just i was shocked at how none of those guys any other draft i'm in like all right i'm happy with these five dudes i'm gonna get one of them even in a 12-man league this league none came back screwed but thank god we turned it around a little bit but um goofathers we're not doing too good we're two and two duncan wolf that good looking guy his team um his team name is duncan wolf but his owner name is so good looking. <laughs> yep. What a piece of work you are. We love you, buddy. Um, but yeah, we're in a good spot now because I got, I drafted actually because all the picks that I wanted were being taken. And I, in all honesty, don't have as much experience in bigger leagues. Um, I'm not, I do more of the 10 team league stuff than the 12 team league. So that, that it, it was, I was probably the wrong guy to draft for pyro that time, but everyone else was busy. Um, but the fact is I went, I got I went high on Arian. We didn't get I didn't get any running back action that I was top tier for us. I was like, screw it. I'll take I'll take the the futures on this guy because if he comes back, he's gonna be good. So long and short of it, we also got Gurley in that one and we picked up Deion Lewis. Those are our three uh running backs and just made a trade for Marshawn, who was my first pick, and we picked up a couple weeks ago Rawls use some fab money to make sure we got him and we just parlayed that and made a trade with pyro stash who's our awesome illustrator doing some killer killer visuals 
Uh, for pyro right now, it's insane. I mean, I, I'm not even showing the stuff to you guys, my partners, because we have so many back and forth emails on Basecamp. I'm keeping you off it. Had stag party on there for a little bit. He's like, can you take me off? You guys are insane. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but the visuals that he's creating are, are awesome. But now we got an ODB. Um, so I like, I like our state, our chances and what we're going to do next year, just so you know, it kind of, there's a lot of work that we were doing with Pyro Pro, which, you know, I think Mo will give you a, a Pyro promo later in the show and try and get you guys excited about becoming premium members. But we were so busy with the draft kit. This off season was a big off season for us with Pyro Pro and a lot of changes to the website on a front end level and a back end level that the league kind of came together late. And we made a decision, hey, we're just going to do, you know, one league, 12 teams. Next year, we're going to figure out how every Pyro Pro uh, is going to be allowed to be included in the league. Maybe it's something more like that Scott Fishbowl where it's a bunch of divisions. But cool. I think of, uh, next year for Pyro Pro members, there's no reason. I'm not saying you have to do it if you're a Pyro Pro, but if you are a Pyro Pro premium member, we will find a way next year to have a league that is offered to everyone. Um, and that's just, we'll be a little more ahead of the game next year. Yeah. And, uh, to, just to round it out, the Madison Ivy East, I'm going up against Dan Wynn, who is the only three and one in that division. Uh, we've got Jared Tabor in there, Mike Sertel, who's always firing back and, uh, getting busy on Twitter and sending messages. Uh, we've got, uh, Stiff Kitty and then Mr. So Good Looking, who again, his only win came against this fella right here, Greg Olson. Um, so, speaking of the Pyro Pro, if you do want to get in the action, guys, it is phenomenal. You can pay for uh, whatever amount of time you want. I would highly suggest just checking it out. Uh, throw down a few bucks, pay for a week, month, see what you like, and you get so much content. You get the player rankings. You get the write-ups for every single player. And, man, let me tell you, we go deep. Uh, I think it's roughly 80 wide receivers, uh, 50 quarterbacks, I think. Uh, or I'm sorry, 30 quarterbacks, 50 running backs. It's crazy. And that's just the write-ups for the player ranks. Um, we've got the resource toolbox full of charts and metrics for all you nerds and stat heads like myself. Plus one of the big pearls there is the fact that we, you get access to the pyro mind share. You can send us second opinions. We answer, we get you set for game day. And the cool thing is you can load up. It was 30. Now we're increasing it. You can load up probably all of your players that you've got across all your leagues and it gets sent to you. You don't have to sift and pick and try to find your guys. You load up your guys. You get uh, news feeds sent directly to you. You get the matchups. You get all the DraftKings prices. You get the FanDuel prices. You get everything for your player. We'll tell you where they rank in the pyro rankings. Uh, we'll tell you the power rankings. We'll tell you who they're up against. It is customizable, beautiful set just to your league. And you tell us the guys we want, and we tell you what to do. So Pyro Pro, folks, check it out. If you are skeptical, buy just a week and see what you think, and you will be hooked. Now, moving on, we did some tips, and like I said, our last little bit is 
the Daily Dose. So we're talking uh, daily fantasy plays. Now, mainly, I shoot up on DraftKings. That's my go. They don't play kickers, and they're full PPR, which I like. So the Daily Dose for DFS. I'm going with my quarterback. I'm taking me some Matty Ice. Give me some Matt Ryan. He is 6,700 on DraftKings. 6,700. Obviously, he has one of the most explosive weapons at his disposal in Double J, who, by the way, has an excellent matchup, Chris Culliver. Uh, the overall matchup is great as well. Atlanta is home. Always good thing for quarterbacks to Washington. Vegas is calling for Atlanta to have a net expected team total of nearly 29 points. Highest out of any team this week, according to Vegas. Clearly, a large percentage of those points should flow through Matt Ryan's hands. He has thrown six TDs on the year. Uh, his passing percentage is rock steady. Been between 65 and 70% every week. To me, that's a huge factor. Accuracy. That's what I want, and that's what Matt Ryan is tossing out. I love him at 6,700. Uh, my running back pick for DFS. Four set D-Rex. I know you love it when I talk about this fella. 5,800. Uh, last week, you folks, I'm sorry, but uh, you had to... I uh, hear me serenade you. Ser <laughs> I've got my uh, iHeart Justin Forsett underwear on. And last week I serenaded you with a Crosby, Stills, and Nash. It's been a long time coming because Forsett had himself a game. 5.6 yards per carry, uh, 150 biggins. Now, this week, the Browns. They're giving up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing RBs. They've surrendered 556 yards on the ground. That's more than any other NFL team. Heck, there's only two other squads that give up over 500, Miami and Tampa. Uh, so far, four different backs have put up over 100 all-purpose yards against them. The Browns' D is riddled with injury. They've got four guys currently listed as questionable, three of which are starters. Three other defensive players have already been ruled out. Finally, they've got two others who are out. One for injury. He's on the IR. The other one is on NFI, non-football injury. So they've just got problems up and down the defense. Ravens are favored by over six points. So you can easily see a game plan that calls for Forsett to run the ball, chew up some clock, and likely grab the early lead. I'll say uh, my guys, it, it, you know, it makes sense. But Blake Bortles. Like him at QB for Daly uh, and, and Alex Smith and Mike Vick. Yeah, those are, we talked about them earlier. Those are it's a great daily picks. Um, I got one other running back, and this might surprise some folks, but uh, I'm saying TJ Yeldon. Uh, he's only 4,400. Now, as I mentioned, the Bucks are one of three teams that have given up more than 500 yards on the ground to opponents. One of three that have given up 500 yards on the ground through three games. Last week, the combo of Cam Newton, uh, Jay Stu, and Cap, Cameron Artis Payne, they've combined for over 100 rushing yards. Alfred Blue, 139 and a TD in week three. Uh, the New Orleans backs, they put up over 100 yards in week one. Sankey and West put up over 100 yards. Now, Vegas has this one as the third tightest game. It's going to be a low-scoring affair, and it's going to be a close one. Uh, I think that bodes well for Yeldon, who put up over 100 yards last week. And another thing, Shoelace, he's out. He's been ruled out. 
Um, they don't have anyone else. Uh, last week, uh, Gearhart, he got one touch, one carry. So you're not really worried about anyone else cutting into his time. I think Yeldon could have a bit of a coming out. I love the matchup. And again, 4400 that's a great price on DraftKings. You know, maybe we're going to have to start changing Gerhardt's name. You know how, like, when you got that person, it's like, bless your heart. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. sweetie. <laughs> um, the two running backs that I'm liking a lot, and they're based almost purely. One on Gurley. I mean, I got both these guys on a couple of teams. Ooh. But um, Gurley I like because he's actually still not all that expensive. FanDuel is at 6700 and uh, DraftKings, he's at 4,300. Dogmatica has him ranked number 11. I like the way those two converge and cross match. Ronnie Hillman is Dogmatica's number 10 running back in player rankings for week five. His fan duel is just a smidge um, lower um, at 6,600. And on DraftKings, he's not as great because they have him a bit higher. They're on them maybe uh, at 4,900. But I like Ronnie Hillman at 10, which is if you see a guy like a second running back in, in the top 10, uh, you should be looking at that fan duel. And then Gurley coming off that big week, I think they're just going to keep feeding to him. And his his asking price isn't is, isn't really what it should be. If you've got uh, Le'Veon Bell sitting at 9,000 and you've got Gurley sitting in there at 67, I like that. Yeah, and I am all about. I almost did picked Gurley for my DFS pick, and you know they don't have a high net expected points, uh, only 18. But I think they're gonna do well against the Packers. Uh, I think Fisher's gonna try to slow that game down. I don't think he's gonna want to give the Packers the ball that often. I think he's gonna try to play some clock control, and that's gonna run through Gurley. And God bless it, did he look good? last week they're a great team the rams at controlling and making teams even a great team like the packers the rams defense is legit they can kind of lull you into their kind of scheme and their system and the game they want to play um green bay packers are middle of the road against the running backs and then on the flip side you got hillman who's probably going against one of the best uh situations against the raiders uh for yep. running backs for wide receiver i got trace for you, uh, the highest price fellow, Jordan Matthews, 6,400 on DraftKings. Now, as I mentioned earlier with Sneed, who, by the way, I said was on uh, a ton of waiver wires, Olana Marcus, she's already got him locked and loaded on her team in the Pyro Pro. Good for you, kiddo. Um, 6,400 for Jordan Matthews. As I mentioned earlier with Sneed, for a waiver wire pickup and a flex play, Sneed's not bad. Uh, the Eagles Saints. They're tied for the highest over-under this week, 49.5 points. A lot of points to go around. The big kicker here is that Matthews is matched up against Brandon Browner. PFF ranks 104 cornerbacks in coverage. Brandon Browner comes in at 104. He is dead last. Through four games, he's been thrown at 19 times. He's allowed 11 receptions and 285 yards. Uh, it would be far more he it would be far more 285 yards uh had he not faced a struggling winston in week two so really it's 285 yards in basically three games uh the players have faced uh 94 yards after the catch the players that have gone up against browner 94 yards after the catch browner just is not 
a good corner, and I think uh, Jordan Matthews is going to eat him up. Now, 6400 you think that's too expensive? Well, cut off. 1,100, and you can get yourself Pierre Garçon for 5,300. He faces Atlanta with Jackson, who's still out. He's their number one, Garçon. Falcons, who he's going up against, giving up the league most, 117 yards a game to opposing wide receiver number ones. 117 yards a game to wide receivers number one, which Garçon is. Fewest amount of targets so far this year in one game has been seven. In the rest, he's got eight, eight, and 12. I like me some Garcon. And then my last play, 3,800, working my way down here, Kamara Aiken. Steve Smith, as of this moment, is tied for the for fifth uh, in league wide receiver targets. Through three and a half games, he received 47 targets, nearly 12 per game. Now, of course, Steve Smith is taken out of the equation. Aiken is stepping up. We still haven't seen uh, old man Perriman. He's an injury limbo. Um, Aiken's the guy. Uh, Aiken has 27 targets this year. He scored a TD in Smith's absence last week. I think that continues. Those are my three wide receiver picks. I like it. A couple guys I'll just quickly put out there. It's kind of a stab in the dark. They're both rookies, and maybe I'll, I'll throw a third one out. Uh, Aguilar, I'll roll, I'll roll the dice. The guys that are the millionaires in this uh, DraftKings and FanDuel situation, there's one or two guys that are totally off the radar that you, you take a flyer on, and yep. um, that's that's where you really make your difference. A ton of people are doing Julio Jones. A ton of people are doing ODB. A lot of people are doing Rod. You know, it's just, that's not how you win this stuff. It's, it's no, making that, that was... call. To jump in real quick, that was one of my DFS um, tips was if you're playing cash games head-to-head, you want to get the best guys because you're not playing as many people. If you're in those 100,000 GPPs, you got to go contrarian. You got to differentiate yourself a bit, and that's a great call. I remember listening to you say that in the show, and I'm like, absolutely. Why would you possibly think that you're going to be able to just throw, I've got this team. It's the biggest name team that I could get for the money. How is that possibly going to win? It's not. Right. Devonta Freeman two weeks ago won a ton of people money. He actually yep. did it again this week. Uh, I'd be surprised if Devonta Freeman isn't on a ton of people's teams and comes back down to earth and those people don't get what they think they're going to get. Yeah. Uh, GPP, got to differentiate yourself. And – Aguilar, baby, that's a differentiation maker right there. My last tight end. My last guy. Go I'm gonna go, go one last it. guy. Amari Cooper. I'm all in on the guy. I think going against that amazing Denver defense, it's going to be troublesome. It's gonna be very hard. It's a bad matchup for uh, Amari Cooper and just that Oakland offense in general. But I think it's gonna be a lock-in session. I think Carr is just going to be doing a lot of quick hits to Amari Cooper. I can see him having a big game. They're going to be down. That running game is going to go out the window. I love a cra- I love a Crabtree. I love the whole situation. But it's going to be one of those situations where Amari Cooper is going to get just absolutely bludgeoned with uh, targets, touches, and looks. All right. Yeah, the Oakland, they're, if they're going to stay in that game, they got to put it in the air. No That's question. for damn sure. Now, uh, we, we said for tight end, uh, OD, Owen Daniels, that's great. He's only 2,700 on DraftKings. 
like I said, that has got to be written somewhere in fantasy football lore on a tablet of stone. Start your tight ends versus the Raiders. But if you're looking elsewhere, 4,500, so quite a bit more than Owen Daniels, but I like me some Jason Witten. He faces New England. They have allowed three double-digit tight end performances this year. Now, again, if you're aiming uh, 13.5, that's what you want. In DraftKings, you go about three times. If you can get three times value, that's going to probably put you in a winning situation. I think he might even be able to get a little more than three times value. He's three times his 4,500. You're talking 13.5 points. I think he's going to get peppered with targets. DraftKings, remember, is full PPR, um, just like Beasley. Winton will see an uptick since Dunbar is down. Vegas is setting the over-under against the Pats at 49.5. Again, that's tied for the most this week. The Pats are favored by 8.5 points. That means Whedon and Jarrah's boys are going to have to put it in the air. And I think Winton is going to get a lot of those targets. I like it. My, my defense special team play, because God bless DraftKings, they don't do uh, kickers, which I just hate. Um, you know, DraftKings, just so people don't know, DraftKings doesn't do the kickers, but they do, uh, I believe it's an extra flex spot, and uh, FanDuel does not. I, I don't know about you, but I would much rather play an extra guy that I know far more about, a specialty player, than just sort of winging it on a kicker that you don't know much about. It's just, it's like you're, I don't know, rolling the dice. It's too much of a gamble. Give me more control. That's why I like the DraftKings. But um, defense special teams with Ds, three things you're looking for. I like home teams. I like... Teams, obviously, that are favored over the opponent. And I like low-scoring affairs from Vegas. And maybe even four things. Give me a, a quarterback that's turnover-prone. Well, cue up Baltimore over the Browns. Now I know McCown has looked good the past two games, but may I remind you people, there's 26 other games where McCown did not look like that. And it tells a very different tale. Uh, just last year, he finished with 11 TDs and 14 interceptions at 2,900. Baltimore is sitting pretty. They really need to win. This is a divisional game. Uh, they should be able to handle the Browns. It's uh, a low-scoring affair. I like kind of stacking the Browns' D with four set. I honestly think the game script is going to call for them to be ahead. They're going to run the ball. They're going to chew the clock. It's a home game against a quarterback that can turn it over, and the Browns are pegged by Vegas as only one of four teams to have a net expected total of less than 20. That fulfills my requirements. Home team, favored over the opponent, uh, low-scoring affair for the other side, and a quarterback that turns it over. Give me Baltimore, baby. That's awesome, man. That's a that's an impressive little uh, little theorem. I like it. That's good. I'm working uh, working on my math skills over here, D Rex, trying to thread this algorithm together, and you and me can uh, have some boat drinks down in the Bahamas. I love it. You know it's gonna happen. The only math I've got is this is gonna be my fourth Valverde. I like it, and I am about to get up on out of here and go home and have a Valverde. But uh, I tell you, brother, it's been a pleasure chatting with you this fine evening. Absolutely, man. I love you. I love what you do. Since we brought you on or since you 
brought yourself into the mix and since what you, you've been doing over the last couple of years, it's um it's absolutely mind blowing. So I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm a wordy guy, but what you bring to the collective table for our company, uh Pyro Pro, and when I say our it's mine and yours. Um, is unbelievable. You have a family, you have a wife, you have kids, you're a teacher, and you're just a, a badass, and you just you just bring it so hard. And the truth is, when we're drinking on that boat, we will have moments of tears and just know how hard we worked and how many things we gave up to get there. And um, we talk about it on a regular basis. You're uh, probably our, our our biggest partner that's not located here. You know, you're not too far away, but um, we talk about it all the time just how dedicated and how much you're able to get done uh, in a given day, in a given week, in a given month, in a given season, and how you're able to hit your deadlines. And sometimes things in life hit you and they come upon, and you just say, "Hey guys, I got this. This has happened." I can't do it right now, but you know that I, when I get home tonight, I'm going to stay up extra late and I'm going to get it done. And um, that's really special and important. And when uh, when we do kind of sing our dance and uh, get to where we want to go, that I know we're all working to do it, you will be an enormous piece of that puzzle. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate it as always. Now I truly am blushing, but uh, it is truly my pleasure to be a part of this growing organism that is uh, pyromaniac there's love that it's a fantasy football company with soul and some valverdes too which is a fantastic mix and folks as always it's been my pleasure and uh, although we call it the light podcast we're rolling up on two hours oh, of fantasy no. football goo for you i don't know how to get short i'm sorry See, I don't have the number. I should have pressed. I should have pressed uh, like some sort of timer. So I'm sorry, lighters. This is just what I do. This is I, I, the heavy would be six hours, which it will be on right. episode 200. Um, no, I think five hours. We've decided, but the show would be really, really long if Stags wasn't giving me the stink eye for the last hour of the show. The folks, they they need their D Rex fix. And they got it here tonight. As always, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week on the Pyro Light Podcast for D-Rex. This is Pyromaniac Mo. We will catch you on the flip side. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.